Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. A few weeks ago, I stumbled upon an interesting series of images by German photographer Felix von der Osten titled The Buffalo That Could Not Dream. The photographer spent um, one month at two different times on an Indian reservation in Montana and photographed daily life. So I asked Felix to come on the show and share his story with us. And I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. Welcome, Felix. Hi there. Yeah, my name is Felix von der Osten. I'm 26 years old and I just graduated basically German like university with my bachelor in photography. Awesome. So, wow. Um, a degree in photography, not something that we, you know, that everybody gets. So why, when did the photography part of your life started uh, becoming a oh, career was, choice? It was still in high school. I just picked up a camera and I started photographing all my friends and it got more and more and more. But it was still a hobby. And then, so at the time, army was still mandatory in Germany. So I went to the army. I had a great time, but also I realized I want to do something that's fun and not like just count hours down to can go and go home. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what can you do? What is your best ability maybe? And I said, oh, maybe photography, maybe photography. And I did an internship with a really great photographer in Cologne, Germany, where I come from. And uh, from then, it was just like a natural transition to go and study photography. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, uh, that's awesome. And so was the project that we will be talking about, was it part of your, of your studies? Yeah, so okay. it started... So tell, tell us a little bit about it. So you, you traveled to the United States. Did you already have a plan in mind? Or did that plan about to, to photograph an Indian reservation come about while you were there? Tell, tell us a little bit yeah. how, how this, this theme formed in your mind. Okay, so at the time I was studying two semesters in Denmark at DMJX, Danish School of Media and Journalism. Fantastic school. And I did one, one semester and I met my girlfriend. She's from America. And over the summer, we went on a road trip, like big, big road trip. I always dreamed about of doing that, mm -hmm. driving through the US. And we we're driving and driving, basically from Chicago, which is like in the middle, all the way to LA. So mm -hmm. all the way to the West Coast. West Coast. And yeah, while we were driving, we were driving through South Dakota and I was like asking my, my girlfriend, oh, what, what is this place? <laughs> it, it didn't look that great, but at the same time, it looked great. I don't, I don't know. Like photographers will know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, it's a yeah, lot of would, nothing in between. Exactly. The, it's, yeah. It's I mean, that was, that was and, one of the first road trips I took when I actually moved to the to the United States. And so I know exactly, exactly. how you, how you feel. So it's, you can't keep your, I mean, it seems like it's so boring and yet exactly. you, it's fascinating. You're not, you're not used to it as yeah. a German to have like this really open spaces. Mm -hmm. Like you can't see anything yeah. just like the, not desert, but just like the prairie or something. Yeah. And, yeah. um, 
Then we were driving through in reservation. I was like, baby, what is this? I, 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 I don't understand what's happening here. And we were just talking about the fact that I never really known of reservations, how they are today. Mm -hmm. So in Germany, Indians, we, we call Indians, Indians, not a term you should always use as native, native American is, is better. I think, um, it's like this romanticized epic figure, like with a, a lot of honor and dignity. And I remembered in school, I had all these like little things about like how they build, how to build a teepee, how they live, uh, what a social structure is, but there was never really something about what really happened and what happened today. So it was always this romanticized image of this brave Indian. Mm -hmm. And that really shocked me. That really shook me up. It's like, I, I don't know nothing about this. This is horrible. I felt, I felt really bad. And I just started to read and read and read and see others photographers work and read more about it. And I got super into it. And then when I went back to after the summer, like we were talking a lot about it. And then after the summer, I went back to school in Denmark and for the, we had like a final project we had to do after the end of the second semester. And I was like, at that time I was pretty sure that I wanted to go and photograph on a Nat native American reservation. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, basically I was like, it's not an easy thing to do. You just say that in the beginning, but like how you really do that. So I was just asking people, how could I actually do that? Where can I go? Because obviously I'm, I'm white. So that later on was a little bit of a thing, but I was very, very happy and unfortunate that my girlfriend has really extended family in Montana. Okay. So, so that opened th some doors for you to opened, get into a reservation to get in contact with people. Yes. That was the door opener. It's like, Hey, I called, I called. So it's like, it's really hard to describe. So her, um, how you say it? So your, her uncle is coming from the outside of the family. So her, her uncle has a stepsister who lives in Montana. So I went there of being the, it's, it's really complicated. I don't know. It's, it's, it's easier for me to describe in German, but so it's really extended family. And I come there, but for native Americans, this is family. It doesn't matter like mm -hmm. how far away it is. That means it's family. Okay. And that was the thing, how it could start. I just it opened, had, it opened I a door opened automatically. A door I could call someone, hey, can I come over? And they said, okay, let's try this. And mm -hmm. I just said, okay, I come. And then I did it. So do you think maybe the fact that you were European helped a little bit too? A little bit. So mm -hmm. I went there. You have, to, you have to imagine, I flew to Chicago and then I drove twice eight hours in the car, just straight roads it's super mm -hmm. far away even in montana you get off the main highway onto like a two-lane road and you drive for another six hours but you think you're close yeah, yeah so I know. it's really out into nothing and yeah after i got there it was a little bit like okay it looks it looks 
different that I'm used to, obviously. It's very out in the open. There's nothing around. And I was just, yeah, that the thing that got me started is I just hung around. I was, I met people however I could. Like I went to everything. I went to the women's bowling club with, um, anyone like it, it it didn't matter i just wanted to show my face and then was like getting into the flow of ah yeah this is felix this is the german guy yeah this is the the guy and he belongs to this family and then it's like ah okay so how big how big was that reservation or is so it's like two and a half thousand people oh so it's, it's quite sm- i mean it's it's, it's, it's not a huge small. population so, no, so no, you no, get no, no, to no. pretty much meet everyone almost yeah but it's really scattered so there's like a main town with all the official buildings and then way down south like 45 minutes there's another little settlement i would say Mm -hmm. so it's like town it has a name but it's very small and from that like 20 minutes is is another town and that's basically it but then there's scattered houses all over because of these weird american laws they had and treaties that were not so funny oh yeah i can't even imagine uh so i suppose the first few days you didn't pull out the camera out of the bag the first like week week and a half i didn't i i didn't even took my camera Mm -hmm. i was just around i was just around so people would recognize me that i'm not like this weird guy just showing up and and taking pictures so Mm -hmm. i don't like the term taking pictures because i don't take them i make them so and i really wanted to understand that people that i really mean this seriously and then i'm not like a stupid just coming by snapping whatever i want and leave Mm -hmm. so i was it was a lot for me to understand and to be like educated by the new culture i was in because it was completely new land for me so i really really wanted to like that the people given an impression to me how it's how it's be to live there so, so you were not going after the the standard reportage of struggles on a no. native american uh reservation or anything you you just wanted to capture real daily yeah, life yeah for me this reportage thing it's it's too easy for me like Mm -hmm. everyone can go there and just snap the really bad stuff and Mm -hmm. everything you can find and alcoholism and drugs and it's everywhere everywhere it's the same problem but i didn't want that i didn't want them to look bad i just i wanted to so i i difference in in reportage and documentary photography and Mm -hmm. i wanted to be a, a documentary project where you go and you take your time and you think about the pictures you you're going to make that was also important because i shot everything in analog medium format so i only had 10 pictures per film Mm -hmm. but i really wanted to create a mood instead of showing what people are doing i wanted to show how they feel why the choice of analog medium format was that part of the the, the school project no, no, or no, no, was it just your choice yeah it was my choice so it's my choice of like restricting myself with mm-hmm. 10 images per film that i don't like shoot a thousand pictures yeah. a day and um, i really like the for me it's a huge difference to have a digital photo than 
a negative, a mm-hmm. medium format negative. And even on the second time I went, I took a four by five inch camera. Did you? Okay. So wow. large format, yeah. So what what were the biggest challenges at first? Yeah, the biggest challenges first was to get to know people. That people were like, okay, you, you come you come into a gym hall where there's like an event going on. You're the only white person, basically. Mm-hmm. This is very weird as a German. That was the first time that happened something like that happened to me. In the beginning, it was really weird. But after a while, I picked up and people would recognize me and they were telling, oh, yeah, I know this guy. He's fine. You can, you can talk to him. And I would explain myself over and over and over again, obviously. So that was a really like hard thing in the beginning. So earning people's trust, that was the most important and like hard thing in the beginning, for sure. So you did not actually live on the reservation or did yeah, you? Yeah, I did. You I did? did. I, okay. did. I, I, I slept on an air mattress with the family the first time, with the extended family. And then even in the, in the, in the end, I slept at other places. And then now when I got there the second time, I was just all over the place, mm-hmm. all over the place. So you're, you're, you're their friend now. I mean, the second yeah. time I'm, I'm family, like family. I have, I'm, I'm really family. I got involved a lot. Mm-hmm. So and that was really my goal because I don't think you can do a project like this if you don't invest your heart. And that was really important for me. It, yeah. And it shows, it shows in the photograph. So, um, tell me, do you have any, any stories that really stood out that you can share with us? So, yeah, for sure. Every day was an adventure. So they told me, yeah, there's not much to do here. There's nothing really going on. But every day I would go out and do stuff, just walk around. And then people would just come by by the car and pick me up. And it's like, hey, do you want to show you my my land? I show you my my horses, whatever. And people would just take me and I would explore and see stuff. I went on two buffalo hounds, which were insane, like mm-hmm. amazing. It was an absolutely fantastic thing to do. So it's basically a, a buffalo hunt is basically um, like um, a ritual. So it has uh, a very important um, like points to it. And it was just amazing to see the culture actually living today. Mm-hmm. So, especially when I came back the second time, I I came for the Sundances. And the Sundance is like the biggest, biggest spiritual thing you can do in the Native American culture. And that was something mesmerizing, amazing. I can't even tell, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you have to see it yourself. It's, it's amazing. It's and like life changing. Basically. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I mean that's a that's a long time to, so what, to spend what, what, in an environment just, so just different. To, just to give a little overview, so the, the Sundance is a is a ritual where people dance for three days, two nights without water, without food, and they just dance and dance and pray, and it's it's amazing to see that. It's yeah. it's it's unbelievable. 
So, um, so tell me more, more, more stories. Um, I suppose you got close to, um, some families and talked with some of the kids. Um, yeah. how, how is, how is life on such a small reservation for those kids? Yeah, it's uh, for the kids. It's, I think it's easier, but also not that easy because mm -hmm. it's really hard to get around. I was there now at the second time without a car. First, it was a real challenge because if you're living in the south, in Hayes or in Lodgepole, these, these two settlements on the south of the reservation, the next supermarket is like an hour away. Mm -hmm. So with a car. Yeah. There's a little gas station with some snacks, but that's it. Wow. So it's really hard to get around. And you also have to have the gas money to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's not easy. And especially for some kids, it's not easy because a lot of kids grow up with their grandparents yeah yeah and and where do they go next i mean there, there are schools nearby yeah they they have a high school so and they having a really good thing going on there they have some amazing people working there Good. And uh, so they have their own high school and then the town next to it. So there's like a town out an hour away from the, from the south or when you're in the north, it's like 10 minutes called Harlem and they have a little high school. So this, these are these two schools people usually go to. So um, and, and what are the what are the living conditions? I mean, it seems like they're mostly like trailer homes, right? Yeah, mostly. So mm -hmm. a lot. But there are also a lot of like the government bought these houses off of like, like old army houses. They told me, um, um, those, those are, I don't know. It's like these like small, very small. Yeah. Yeah. Very small one level houses with like, um, two bedrooms, maybe like a, a kid's room, a bathroom and a living room. Okay. And a kitchen, of course. So it's, it's really, It's it's small. It's not not really something fancy, and then also a lot of trailer homes. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. So um, tell me about the casinos and yeah, and how because I know they're they're everywhere now in, yes, so, in, in the United States. And so is there is there one or several over there? Yeah, and there, how has that changed their lives? There there is one. So. Um, Because on the reservation day, the, the laws difference mm -hmm. differs to the outside of the state of Montana. In this case, they're allowed to have um, casinos and they get all 100% of their income, I, I suppose. Um, so that's on one, one hand, that's good because truckers and people from the outside come to play in a casino. Mm -hmm. But obviously the bad thing is the own people also go there. Yeah. So... It's it's good and the bad at the same time. Yeah. And I went there. I I don't know. I lost like five dollars in like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot. I mean, I'm in Minnesota, and there. Are, I mean, of course, uh, gambling is illegal, but there are many, many, many casinos. On yeah. Also, the I didn't understand. Also, I didn't understand the game. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wow. So, um, tell me, I, I'm looking at some of the photographs right, right now. And, uh, one, uh, one that struck me is Peter Bigstone. Tell yeah. me a little bit about him. Peter, Peter is a really, really nice guy. So he's like an elder and elder get respected a lot. And he's like a special elder 
he's like around a lot and he 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 actually has somewhere he has his own website where he tells like old stories and tales nice. so they get get documented so i met him the first time i was there and he was he was that person i was walking down the street which is super unusual to walk with my tripod and my camera bag and they just they laughed and everyone after a while they honked at me because they knew ah this is the crazy german guy he's walking again because they always use a car wherever they go like typically american i would say yeah yeah and um so he just stopped and he's like hey what's up what are you doing i was like yeah i'm walking around he's like yeah come i i get in my car i'm gonna show you my stuff i can i can show you my sweat lodge i i show you my land i have outside the the main settlement um which is called the uh, uh no um yeah so outside the main town and i was like yeah sure and i got in and you we went there and i met his wife at the time and some other friends and I was just hanging around with him and he was an amazing guy. It's like super nice. Yeah. The, the far majority of all those people, very hard open, super, super nice people. Yeah. It shows they, I mean, um, it shows on his face. It's, it's a kind, yeah. kind face. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about Ranita Longknife. Yeah. So that, that, that's his wife at the okay. time. So when I went back, unfortunately, very sadly, he wasn't there. He went back to Canada where he comes from. Wow. So they broke up, which like really uh, hurt my heart because they were so nice. And so I couldn't meet him, but I met her again. And she's this amazing like grandma. She has the most subtle, beautiful voice she talks in. And she's, oh, yeah, she's also just amazing. I spend a lot of time with her at the Sundance and yeah. And you made I, this beautiful portrait of her. Yeah. Uh, so that was the second brace. time? It's just, ah, I love it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite pictures for sure. It's very, very powerful. Very powerful. And that, that is the, the essence I wanted to like capture it's this little subtle feeling of beauty but also that there might something like wrong that is going on like yeah, this yeah. little hints to a viewer which is really important for me it's like not to show it not to point the finger onto it i want to show little little hints and yeah yeah, I, I, yeah, like I can the see textures that. Textures of the braids and the softness of the feathers and the rock from it, the rocks and the mountains, and yeah, just. But there is a sense of sadness. Yeah. Too. Yeah, in that portrait, and uh, but now that explains it. If she probably was feeling quite lonely at the time too. Um, so where has the project gone now? What's what's? I mean, it's been. It's been quite popular. I've seen it pop up on different um, different um, online magazines. And um, mm. as, has there been an exhibit? Yeah. So what we just did for our bachelor's graduation thing, I would say. So we have to write a thesis for university. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to write a thesis. I wrote like 100 pages for this. Like I put down everything I knew, everything that was in my mind. Basically not everything, but a lot. Like 100 pages of text just about this project. And um, me and six other friends decided not to exhibit at the university because we thought it's pretty lame. Like everyone can do this and no one would show up. 
So we found we made our own exhibition basically. Nice. So yeah, we we found a place. We found like sponsors for for beer and snacks, and we made the thing happen. Just like seven boys, sadly no girls, but yeah, we made our own bachelor's exhibition, and we had like a lot of people come for the for the Venissage the opening. We had like four hundred people, easy, nice. very good. And then it went on for a week in Cologne. And then at the end, we had a little closing where everyone was just giving like a 20-minute lecture about their project, basically. Oh, very good. Very good. And so what's next? Are you planning on going back there? Yeah, not planning. I know I want to go there. No mm. no, <laughs> no, no doubt about that. So <laughs> yeah. even like I came to America and some people, like I have a lot of people of them on Facebook, on Snapchat, on all that different media and obviously they knew ah oh, he's an american and like people are like messaging me hey you come in are you coming over for the summer i was like yeah i don't think i can make it this time because we're in america not that long and it's just like to help my girlfriend and it's just a huge effort to get there mm -hmm. it's not easy first i have to get a car like how do i get there you can't fly there no. you can maybe fly there but then you have to drive another six hours how do you do that so yeah it's it's a huge like effort to even make that happen but yeah. i know i want to make it happen i apply yeah, for some grants also but <laughs> yeah but you have a lot of friends now there so yeah that's, friends and family for sure yeah yeah that's awesome so what would you recommend i mean someone wants i mean this is quite a big project but it, it's so amazing and i think everyone should do a project like this and that that's life-changing yeah. what would you recommend somebody who is just never i mean obviously follow your heart which is what you did you Absolutely. didn't come you go out with a plan you just this captivated you from day one exactly and this is what keeps you going over the time and you're just like even if you don't pick up the camera you're there because you like it and you you're on it adventure basically so it's really important that someone who would like to do a project big project long-term project slow journalism i would also say it. it's like a term used a lot by uh, rob hornstra i really admire and um what, do, what does he call it slow journalism oh okay i never so heard that it's before. like yeah it's like a long time project but within journalistic core mm -hmm. basically so and um Yeah, to find something, some yeah, one should find something that really moves him, that really interests him from the inside, like where he's like, oh yeah, I could see like maybe similarities, maybe I feel really attracted to something, and then just spend a lot of time with it. Yeah, just not maybe also not photographing also the 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 whole time, also living. Yes. To seeing whatever it is or wherever it is, just mm -hmm. to be there and absorb and be educated by the surroundings of you. And then over time, you, you pick up your camera and everything forms around you. And you, you don't. So the second time I got there, I wasn't a photographer anymore. I was just the, the, the German guy, mm -hmm. the German guy who flew over the big pond, they say. The yep. guy who flew over the big pond, who came from so far away just to be here. And it was an amazing, like, respect they paid me for that. It was, it was, a, this was great. And, and you did it in a very respectful way. I mean, and, they, that, and that was really 
one of my main goals. Like I didn't want to like upset anyone. It happened a little bit and I was really, really sorry for that. I was just like, that was not my intention. I was just not knowing. And I know this, this doesn't protect you from like punishment, but yeah, that was a bit hard on my, on my heart at that time because I really got, I, I involved, I, I, yeah, I got involved so much and I put so much heart into it basically. Yeah. yeah. It, and it shows, it shows in the images. So, uh, so what's next for you? Are uh, you done with school? No, I'm not done. So not I done. already applied for my master's. I'm oh, okay. in, my, in the master's program in, in my university where mm -hmm. I just did my bachelor's basically because it's a lot easier to in Germany to study a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. We don't have to pay that much money than the Americans. Yeah. So it's only like 250 bucks per semester. So it's basically nothing. So it's very good for a transition time now to work a little bit more, but also being able to go to university, use the resources, scanners, studio printers, whatever. Friends, obviously, best thing, like get some friends who yeah. also photograph so you can get honest reviews of people you trust. <laughs> and, and some time to, to follow your, your passion and do and exactly. work on projects. Because once you have the, the nine to five job, that might not be so easy. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this is like, I can work a little bit more on what I want to do. That's right. That, and follow, follow your heart, follow your, your passion. Well, this is, this is great. And I want to, um, apologize earlier. I, I, I said Indian reservations and I know some people are very sensitive to that. So I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. No, I know I, it is called Native I American reservation because have, basically they allowed me to say Indian. Okay. They also say them to themselves. They yes. say mm -hmm. Indians, but yeah. sometimes it's like, not appropriate to say yeah. that to just come out like that but yeah i know I, I, i always told them the story that in in, in german we don't have an, a different word no. if you would use a different word it would mean something else so yeah and it's the same i believe in french and and uh and also and i know that that's how they call themselves but i know it's like it's so important to be pc these days i think it's sometimes it's going yeah. way overboard but uh so didn't mean to offend yeah, anyone said exactly the same thing sometimes it's a little bit much it's like yeah. you don't really need that but to be really appropriate and yeah yeah that that sounds good so where can people see more of your work we will definitely put some of the images on the on the blog post for sure. this episode uh episode 90 um but uh where can people see more because you've worked on uh, of other projects and yeah and you're on social media and yeah all the social media so i'm on instagram twitter uh, snapchat and then everything you can find everything on my website okay. basically Yes, just my last name, .de. I, I bet you put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but uh, why don't you say it, um, spell it out so that people can, uh, if they don't look at the show notes, they can. Uh... Yeah, so it's best to spell it. It's my last name, von der Osten, .de. So it's V-O-N-D-E-R-O-S-T-E-N.de. You can see some pictures there. Not the new pictures. They're still in my little secret chamber. Uh -huh. I had them for the exhibition and they're going out slowly because I'm, yeah, maybe I can find someone to publish them. Yes. So I'm maybe working on that. And then, yeah. But you can see some other projects I did there about, for example, I did some uh, a big project about live action role play. And, oh, yeah. You have to see for yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Felix. And um, I wish you 
all the best. Best of uh, best of luck with your your studies and your, the pursuits of your of your passion and photography. I I think that's just awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, if you have any more questions, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see if uh, you know if you want to add something or um, otherwise, people can definitely uh, reach out to you and Absolutely. and see more. You of can your hit work. me up, uh, Facebook, mm -hmm. email, whatever. Everything's yeah. fine. Everyone can ask me anything. That's that's awesome. I really appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.